Yes, sir, we promised you a great main event here tonight. It's professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. At this time, I would like to introduce in the corner to my left the major thing. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. And then I went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce Shout out to that guy Greg. Red Heart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Welcome to the shoot, Arrow Baby. Well, you may be noticing off top why why are you starting with the outro as the intro? Well, it's because of a a, a, a mailbag note. Mail. Kurt wrote and said, Dear Sweet Sweet and Perry Stattern, a couple of quick things. It sort of bothers me that your fabulous fabulous outro actually includes intros. While your great intro seems better suited to end the podcast, I think you should consider switching them. He also adds, Also, doesn't a white southern redneck character going by the name Hangman or Hangman uh, bother the proprietor of the Black Power rankings? Seems to be a little out of step with the times. Thanks for keeping it real. Enjoy yourself, Kurt Young. Well, we'll ask SGG later what he thinks about Hangman Page. I don't think that's what they're going there, uh, going for there with the name, but we'll take it to SGG and, and see what he says. But uh, it hadn't crossed my mind in that regard. However... Really do appreciate the comment about the intro and outro. Now, I think this particular sound just screams outro. What do you guys think? But you're right. It does have the bell and the intros. So so maybe we keep this the intro. And then for now, we just go outro. So we got to think about these are all things we have to think about. And welcome to Cheap Heat, ladies and gentlemen. And I do want to remind you, because I don't know how many of you have been doing it. Got a ton of mail last week and I'm very grateful for everyone who's in the mailbag. Um, mail. Super appreciated. Need you to also make sure you're going to that uh, iTunes podcast section and leaving comments and ratings and positive reviews. Uh, so everyone knows just how mage Cheap Heat is as we continue in this new Shoot era, uh, 2.0 era that we're in. Is that what I, I like now that when I get to an era, I can't remember which era it is. Welcome to the shoot arrow, baby. I mean, of course, we know it's the shoot arrow. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, wait, my phone line's ringing. Um, before we get to SGG or Dipperstein or anyone else, let's see who we have on the phone line here. Stack Guy Greg is not here. And I mean, the, the greatest honor he could possibly have as people to fill in. Kofi Kingston and Big E of the New Day? How are you guys? Oh, fantastic. How are you is the question. You know, I'm here. Listen, I'm just trying to survive in the podcast game, you know, in the shadow that's being casted by the New Day right now. Oh, wow. We appreciate the kind words. Good, sir. Well, it's our territory now. I'm moving everyone off their block, so I get you off the stoop, right? 
our block it's our now. territory now. You want another stoop to sell from? Yo, when you said when you said new territory, at first I thought you meant like you were talking territory in wrestling terms. I didn't know you were going straight. No, you know those are dead. Uh, you know those nah, dead. Those are dead. The new life is podcast. You know that <laughs> these podcast streets. <laughs> Um, well, uh, first of all, um, uh, this needs to be said, uh, the new day and all your favorite SmackDown superstars are going to be here in New York at the Barclays Center next Friday, the 20th SmackDown live at the Barclays Center. So tickets available at Ticketmaster. You want to catch the new day and also on December 26th, the Raw Superstars will be here at Madison Square Garden for the holiday tour, as they always do the day after uh, Christmas. Um, but how are you guys? Uh, how are you guys enjoying this new Friday night work schedule? Let's start there. How's that going so far? It's good, man. It, it's a little different. Uh, we keep finding ourselves like confused about what day it is, um, and and being home on uh, like during the week is. Uh, little bit it's just different it's strange my schedule has completely changed with the family for the better for the most part and um yeah it, it's good man it, it's cool people uh like to friday night is a, is a night to go out so when you're out there uh smackdown we got pyrotechnics you know bigger than ever and um it's awesome so far so far so good new set you know what i mean it's been great biggie are you all you're happy with this as well uh and honestly um being on Fox is great, and, uh, but it, for me, it really makes no difference. It's just a shuffling of days. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's cool. It's just a different day. You know, not, nothing uh, catastrophic has happened. Nothing <laughs> cataclysmic. All the multisyllabic words. Yes, you know, it's wrestling. And, and you have your pelvic thrust on the big intro on Fox. That's got to feel good every week. That's it, man. You know, we got to give the people what they want and give them a reason to watch. If you're watching the intro and you're clicking through and you see these pelvic thrusts happening, right. my God, you want to see what's going on. You tune in, you sit down, you drop whatever it is that you're doing, and you tune in to SmackDown to see what these what these guys are all about. What are they doing out there with those delicious hips? You know, they get hungry, we got to feed them. <laughs> you're like, listen, that guy is big AF, and I want to see what the hell's going on with him. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Now, Kofi, we, I have not spoken to you. We have not spoken since the title change took place. Um, so mm-hmm. this was obviously a big topic of conversation mm-hmm. among mm-hmm. nerds like myself. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was, I'll mm-hmm. be totally blunt with you. I was one of the people who was very vocal, mm-hmm. not happy with how it went down. Mm-hmm. Take me through how you felt about how it went down and, mm-hmm. and, and how you think about where you are now and mm-hmm. looking back at the entire Kofi Kingston title run. Well, I mean, it's uh, it's it's bittersweet, you know what I mean? Uh, obviously, I said this on a few different interviews before. Um, if it was up to me, uh, obviously it wouldn't have ended like that. Uh, I think that myself and Brock could have told a, an amazing story, um, you know, right down to the end. But unfortunately, it's not up to me and us as performers. It's not up to us <laughs> the way that things, you know, the, we don't get to decide how things go down. So uh, it kind of is what it is. And um you know, uh, for, for me, uh, I'm not really one to like, um, to whine and complain and moan and go on social media and, and be miserable and then show up at work and, and just be angry about it. You know, uh, it just kind of is what it is. You can control what you can control. And that's been my philosophy for the past 11 plus years, you know, going on 12 years in January, which is almost disgusting. But, um, you know, it, it was what it was. But, uh, as far, it doesn't take away from the significance of, the actual title reign itself, I thought uh, it was uh, six months almost to the day, which is a pretty lengthy title reign in this day and age. Again, myself becoming WWE champion, 
in the midst of my family, uh, my brothers in Woods and E, my kids in the ring. It was a moment that I will never, ever forget and will never be able to, like, be taken away. So um, you kind of you take it for what it is and you move on. I feel like if you dwell on what is negative, then you find yourself in a very negative place and you can't do things that are significant. You can't break records. You can't, you know, you, you just can't really excel if you're in that negative place. So I don't, I don't stay there for long. So I'm, you know, if you, you figure out how to get back, you got to earn your way back. And uh, that's kind of where we're at right now. Any, any silver lining, just sort of um, anything pleasant about no longer having the responsibility. Cause as much as the era that we're living in now is different than the territory days, there is still big responsibility with carrying that title in terms of media duties and things like that. And obviously you guys still do a lot of stuff cause you're, you know, big breadwinners for the company. But was there something pleasant about that six months coming to an end and going back to the way things were? Uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say so because the workload hasn't changed. Um, our, my, my standard wasn't held any higher just because I was holding the WWE championship. We always push ourselves to the max. We always do uh, the best that we possibly can. So, um, yeah, we're not, you know, the, the WWE champion anymore, but you know, now we're tag team champions and we still bear the responsibility of lifting up the, the tag team division, you know? So it's just like the responsibility just kind of changes and shifts a little bit, but every single time that we go out there, every interview that we have, um, anytime we're in front of a camera, even behind the scenes, getting to interact with uh with children and people um who might be in a tough spot or people who need motivation you know that that wheel doesn't stop moving so we don't have the time to you know what i mean like it's it's still busy it's still busy you know what i mean it's still like a lot of pressure as far as uh holding ourselves to a high standard um with regard to the quality of uh of product that we put out so long-winded no to your answer but (laughs) Uh, you, you know, got there. You got it, there. It is, it is what it is, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, Biggie, uh, for you, do you have any like current expectations? I know you're, you're a very laid back dude. You, you have a good time. Um, and, and I, I, and you've done it incredibly well over the last couple of years. And like I said, I think you're really thriving with the, the new podcast that you guys have. But from a wrestling standpoint, do you have any goals for yourself, um, personally that you'd like to see play out over the next year or two? Um, you know, we, we've all said uh, we kind of were slotted as a tag team early on, which we always saw ourselves as a faction and more of like a revolving faction where, you know, one of us can have a singles program, uh, you know, all of us can have singles program, programs at the same time. Or, you know, I, we just thought there'd be more moving parts, and we love being a part of the tag division, don't get me wrong there. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, in Woods is back too. I think he can pursue a singles title. I think Kobe can continue to go after singles titles. I think same for me. Um, there's a myriad of options. Uh but, I mean, you're kind of right as far as my mentality being laid back, man. I just show up to work and do the best I can, and hopefully people dig it, and we move on from there. Uh, we've been fortunate enough that doors seem to kind of open up for us when we just put our best foot forward. And, like, like we have the better part of the, the pen, honestly, as, as far as booking is concerned. A lot of guys don't get the same opportunities that we get. So, you know, I'll, I'll pat ourselves on the back a bit for being talented, but I also have to acknowledge the fact that we've had a lot of doors open up to us that a lot of other talents don't. Um, so I, you know, it's, uh, things come with like, I realized very early in this job that if you go home and you stress about your position in the company and what titles you have and what you don't have, it can really eat at you. And then I, you know, my fear is that I look back at this job when I'm 50 years old and say, man, I really did not enjoy it as much as I should have because I worried too much. I was, uh, concerned about my position too much and didn't enjoy the ride. So for me, 
I'm ambitious and I, you know, we all want to get, we want to get further in our careers as a collective and individually too. But man, I don't, I don't really stress any of that. I don't take any of that home with me if I can't control it. Do do you sense right now any sort of renewed excitement in the wrestling business because now there is a new company that's challenging on Wednesday nights and you have something with with NXT uh sort of as companion almost programming if you're a big wrestling fan do you sense any sort of excitement because of that sort of competition and the fact that there are new performers that you can see and sort of going for your spots as well yeah, it, it's honestly, I can't think of a better time, at least since I've been wrestling, a better time to be a performer or a worker. This is honestly, I think it's the best time as far as options to work. Uh, honestly, I think someone, I saw a schedule of when wrestling is on TV for the week. And there's honestly something on, I think, every single, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Access and other channels, there's something on, I think, every single day, except for maybe like a, or a Thursday or something. And there's, there's still some kind of wrestling related show then. So there's just so many options and I think it's good for the industry as a whole to, to be this vibrant. Um, and there, there really is something to iron sharpening iron. The fact that we have others, not only competition in the ring or competition in, in a way in NXT where I can look at those guys and say, Oh, they're, they're stepping their game up. I got to step my game up. We got to step our game up as a collective. Um, I, I think it's just good for everyone in the industry. Uh, it's a great time as a performer that you can make money. You know, a lot of these guys, a lot of guys you see on TV now, man, what, two, three years ago, a lot of those guys might have been struggling to pay their bills. They had big names and big followings. They were great in the ring. But now a lot of those guys are comfortable. They can pay their bills. They can buy homes because there's so much opportunity in wrestling now. Yeah, it's 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 very, very cool. There's so many people really talented people getting an opportunity. Um, and yeah, you do feel a sense of excitement now around the industry that I think, um, it's, it's easy to lose when the competition doesn't exist. I mean, in hip hop, it's the same thing. You know, if, if Kendrick Lamar is just sitting in one spot and there's no J Cole, there's no Drake, there's no one else to push people. I just don't think it, it's the same thing. So I think it's a really cool time. Um, now speaking of which, musically, where are you guys at right now? Uh, Big E, what do you, what are you, you're, you're the big, you're the biggest hip hop head, I would say, out, out of the squad. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, it's all, yeah, Kofi, oh, don't, don't, yeah. Yeah. Kofi, am I, Kofi, am I sleeping on you? Yeah. <laughs> just hurling, hurling feet to me, you know, <laughs> I worry about my opinion, but you know, it's all, it's all good. I'm going to dodge it. You know, I'm a matrix. I'm a matrix. You know what I'm saying? Uh, hurling feces. Oh, uh, who do you, who do you like? Uh, man, I've been getting into a bit more R&B, too. The, um, the Ari Lennox, that Shea Butter Baby, is incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good, man. Yeah. It's smooth. Um, what else am I listening to? Um, Currency, I love. Uh, Flapper Zombies just uh, put out a single with uh, Tech Nine. That was dope. The Monica. Um, Wale's album, I know we're biased because we're boys. Wale's album does not get enough love. I saw Complex put out, I think it was Complex, put out a list of the top 50 albums of... 2019 and it didn't make it damn while didn't make wow, the top 50 for complex that's we, crazy we talked about this earlier uh, i think while knew beforehand when he entitled it wow that's crazy because he realized the disrespect he was going to get even though he put out a fantastic album so i really enjoyed that album honestly uh the i'm still listening to the the dreamland album uh the baby's blown up and his uh i think he had a couple verses he definitely had one verse on on that album uh which i really liked 
Um, yeah, I'm listening to a myriad of stuff. I find myself listening to, for some reason, I'm listening to uh, old games. Going back, listening mm. to like LAX and well, you know, uh, have you listened? Advocate. Have you listened to his new album? He dropped a new record too, which I still his haven't. New album's really good. I saw some people complaining. I feel like in this, in 2019, I guess because Ye dropped a bunch of albums kind of recently that were like 20, 25 minutes, and people like shorter albums. Games was I think like an hour ten to an hour twenty. Well, yeah, the game and does I, not do the short. Album was good. Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, I'm, it was. It was good. Um, I'm, I'm excited to sit with that. Kofi, I didn't mean to hurl feces at you. What are you listening to right now? Oh, it's all good. I dodged it, man. Trust me. I, I dodge feces all the time. People <laughs> would say hurling feces. I say dodging. But um, honestly, for me, man, I, I'm really excited. I put this tweet out uh, yesterday or the day before. Um, Jay-Z put his music back on Spotify. Correct. So that's what I've been into over the past, like, 48 hours of getting my, my Jay-Z fix. I used to have a Jay-Z playlist on Spotify, and then when Tidal came out, he took all of his music and he ran with it and left us with just, I think it was like, just Watch the Throne was the only thing that was, uh, that was on there. Yep. And uh, all of a sudden, everything was back. And uh, I guess on uh, December 4th, on his birthday, he blessed us with a gift and, and gave us, or, and a curse. You see what I did there? That's the album, you know? But he gave us all of his, uh, all of his music back. So I'm, I'm heavy into Jay-Z right now so uh well then hold on while yeah, you're I'm, I'm, while you're yeah. doing that can you guys and you're moving around in the car can you flip on the latest season of the one at podcast and listen to my whole season about jay-z's career i mean you know oh yeah ten, yeah we're gonna put that on 10 episodes we yeah, start at the very beginning we interview all the characters from his from his career journey i think you dig it really this is not supposed to be about you oh right now. oh You're sorry oh sorry <laughs> I, I, we hang up then talk about you. then yeah, put myself that. over okay all right my, i apologize um well, well listen uh i'm always happy to put you guys over and excited that you'll be at the barclay center a week from friday tickets are available at Ticketmaster. um love you guys hope you have a wonderful holiday right on man you too dog good to hear you from you man yeah we'll see you next week man yeah. all right i'll see you guys soon take care Later, later, Joe. There they are. The New Day. And I really do recommend you checking out their podcast. If you haven't checked it out yet, Um, Feel the Power. Wonderful uh, podcast with The New Day. Welcome to the shoot, Arrow Baby. Now, we have, we, we had The New Day. And now, from The New Day to the OG statless one, the physically strong and physically not in the building, but on the phone, stat guy Greg SGG. Come on, Pete, don't you, don't you dare be sour. <laughs> so how could I be sour? I'm I'm sitting here feeling the power. Hey, bear the dog, don't be sour. You got to come in here and feel the power of SGG. So SGG, it's a lot going on in the world of wrestling. We off off air. I want you guys, everyone, to know. SGG with one of the most statless lines of all time when he just texted me. <laughs> he said, I think TLC is this weekend, which I thought was a new, a new level for SGG, but I, I didn't know if you were being completely s- serious or sort of mocking the fact that we don't really know what's going on at TLC. Definitely completely serious. I was like, okay. I, I think there's a pay-per-view coming up. <laughs> Not quite oh, sure. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, it is. It's Minneapolis. It's Minneapolis this Sunday, TLC, and we'll get to that. Uh, it has been, it's a weird setup for a pay-per-view, that's for sure. Um, now, SGG, the first thing we got to do, though, now that we have you back on the show, you know we have to do this. I mean, m- 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 mail. 
SGG, I mean, have you ever seen the mailbag more full with people coming for your neck? I didn't even look. <laughs> but I knew. I knew because of, on Twitter, people came at me directly. There, oh, people were coming at, on Twitter? Like a lot of people on Twitter? It was a good amount. It was it was enough that, that there were battles started, warring factions. Some people came out to defend me. Uh, some people came out against me. It's definitely going down. Uh, and I could tell right when people... We're listening to the show because they all they all converge at the same time to do to do battle. Well, and I was, your mentions and mine. You you definitely rallied some folks with your tweet too. What? Oh yeah, because I put up a tweet saying what you said. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Listen, you had a. I thought you had a great episode last week. Now I thought you were crazy, but that is what you're here to do. This is this is performance art, you know. And I'm now it, it's it's even better because it comes from a place of complete sincerity. But <laughs> well, that's what they say, right? Take your real. Take what is real for you and turn it up to 11. Yeah, so I thought you were tremendous last week. Now we all, we hear from Walter here in the mailbag. Mail. Sellout guy Greg added again. Mage one. SGG keeps beating the WWE drum so hard. We need impeachment articles into his campaign <laughs> financing. I was in attendance for Dynamite last week in Champagne. After some thought, I figured out why I'm liking AEW better. AEW is a wrestling show. They put on TV. Pentagon, Jericho, and Cody murder in person and interact with the crowd. The last Raw I attended in St. Louis, it's a TV show about wrestling that they let you come watch. I left Dynamite uh, laughing and smiling. My ticket was about half of the price of WWE. Um... Fans were nice, friendly, and happy to be there. No one angry about a Lesnar squash, Roman push, or shovel job on your favorite character. After the show, those guys came out and thanked us for coming. I felt appreciated. AEW isn't polished, and they're still working it out, but it's fun. NXT is excellent, but I'm barely watching Raw or SmackDown at all. We want Pentagon versus Moxley. They're going to destroy the wrestling universe if we get it built up right. Stay mage. Please give us more MLW and alternatives. Um, SGG. Jokes aside, I really think they killed it. This email's great in the portion with pointing out the different approach to the TV shows. Um, yes, and I but think that's a it's a that's good and it's a dated it, argument, though. Well, technically, but it's more relevant now because we're really seeing it directly apples to apples comparison, and like it works to the advantage and disadvantage of both programs, you know. AEW does in a lot of ways simply feel like a random wrestling show that's put on TV. You know, that's the problem we seem to be having every week is story, story, story. And when you go to an indie show, one of the complaints I've always had about indie shows is how am I supposed to get really behind this product when I really don't have any stories or anything to base feelings on? So I think it's a good point. And 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 to that point, you know, when you talk about, for example, the 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 show in Saudi Arabia a month ago, you know, and I talked about how I didn't think it made any sense for the venue they were in. That's because it is WWE is doing a, a TV show, and and you're able to go there and see it, whereas AEW really is a wrestling show um, that they're putting on camera. So I think I think that was a really good way of putting it. I just think it's it's. There's good and bad for both companies in that regard. Right. And I mean, I feel like 
the balance is tough, but if you have to lean one way, I would lean with the TV show instead of the wrestling show. Because like the wrestling fans are going to come, right? They don't make money catering to the small portion of of us hardcore wrestling fans. And not lean all the way into it. I'm talking like, you know, 51, 49, you know, 52, 48. Just, just tip it one way, come with something a little bit more polished. And I think that's AEW's problem is that it just comes off not as polished. Well, it's, it's funny. It, it literally, the, the two problems I see the most, AEW's not quite polished enough and WWE is too polished. You know, that, yeah. that is really how I see both pro, uh, programs. David Wasserman writes us. Male. The wrestling week. Peter and Greg, last week on Cheap Heat, you discussed the wrestling week. Does it start with SmackDown on Friday now that it's on Fox? Does it start with Monday still, um, which we're used to getting for the flagship show? The answer to both of these questions is no. The wrestling week starts on Wednesday. If you like AEW Dynamite, this is the show you want to watch. If you like NXT, this is the show you want to watch. If you like both, you find a way to watch both. If you think your favorite show is Raw, Raw or SmackDown, he wants to say, hold on, which, where is it? Um, Stop yourself. Um, which is an actual quote from him. Um, but I'm filling in the blanks for him. Last week on the podcast, you both agreed that Raw was a good show, but could not remember anything you liked. I don't think this can be the main show to discuss on the podcast if nothing memorable or noteworthy happened, even if it was, quote, good. I'm sure 205 Live is good, too. But since I'm hashtag with a life, I don't have time for another hour of wrestling, especially on a Friday night after SmackDown, which I usually don't have time to watch live on a Friday night anyway. Take it easy, man, David. Good message. I, and, yeah. and, and and SGG, I've been thinking about it, and I'm, I'm curious. I'll put this out here, and you can email us, RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. You can tweet us at StackIGreg at Rosenberg Radio. I'm considering the idea that when it comes to recap portion, this show is strictly recapping AEW and NXT. Uh, I mean, agreed. Like, agreed. are we really, we, we're not going to do all four. So there are podcasts out there that do a nice job that literally run like two or three hours several days a week. So if you want to go do something like that, you certainly can. But that's not what we do here. We do about an hour every week. And then you want to preview major events. So it sort of does seem to me that if we drop the show on Friday, we drop the show Friday because what we're really focusing on is Wednesday, which is NXT and AEW, which to me are the two most compelling shows right now. Um, Easily. And that doesn't mean that there's not ever going to be good stuff on Monday or Friday and we can hit those things. But when it comes to really breaking down the week that was, I feel like it's pay-per-view and Wednesday. That's really what we're talking about here. Now, the one hard part is, is that TLC next week, for example, if we want to talk about it, we're not going to talk about TLC until nearly a week later. But this is the time that we're in. Let me see what else we have here in this mailbag because it was shock full. Um, yeah, no, it's looking crazy in here. It's looking, it's looking scary in this mailbag for your boy. Um, I like this one. I, I saw you were, replied to one of them or is this me who replied i think we both replied to no no the, yeah no, this is one that you replied to um he said ride or die with crazy greg 
mail. Hey, SP and SGG, um, is it is it the right choice to stand by Greg? Maybe not. But does my heart say he is right? 100%. Moxley is a lame Brian Pillman ripoff. Never got it in WWE. Don't get it in AEW. He's supposed to be this unhinged maniac, but he's um not. And the problem with the OC is that non-Triple H creative can't do factions. Triple H is killing the game. I'm sorry I spent all the 2000s crapping on you on the internet, Hunter. You are the man now. Take it easy, Mangs. Mike P. Um, and to balance out my standing with Greg, I will say it's very funny how Greg says his heart is with Brett, but his current favorite wrestler is the most HPK guy <laughs> we've had in years, Adam Cole, baby. Which That's I thought true. an interesting take also. Hearing Adam Cole talk about his Shawn Michaels uh, support that he get that he gets, you know, down at NXT, it's like, I right, HB, you know, broken clock is right once, once a, twice, twice a day. day, twice a day. You know what I mean? It's like you know, even a garbage can can get a steak every once in a while. You know, HBK is capable of doing something right. Cade wrote us, mail subject SGG's take on Moxley is trash. <laughs> Message. That's it. That's the email. <laughs> um, Micah, the same guy wrote us and said, mail. You're exactly right about the OC. He said, the OC reminds me of the disappointment I felt when I had to act excited and thankful because my grandma bought me the cheap knockoff Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle adjacent figures for my birthday. If anything, WWE should have Gallows and Anderson walk out on AJ in a big spot, leaving him to be beat down and then show up on NXT to help Finn destroy the Undisputed Era. Gallows especially would be giant in full sale. Would take that feud to a whole new level. Stay mage. Um, Micah, who's honorary JWO. Um, yeah, I think a few, I think a lot of people agreed with the thought that there's just something not quite, not quite right about the OC. Matthew writes us here. Mail. Guys, nothing witty to say. SGG's mox take is the worst SGG take in the history of the show. Ambrose sucked. Mox forever, Matt. That's well. That's oof. <clears throat> Excuse me. Caught myself. But this, I stand by that take one hundred percent. And like I said, this is coming from somebody who, when everybody was dumping on Dean Ambrose, quote unquote, I was defending him. I was defending his skill. And I, the one critique that I had of him is this: is the same critique of Mox. Yes, they put him in more hardcore matches, and yes, he gets to do more death matches. But the guy is not this crazy maniac that people are telling us that he is. Maybe it's in there somewhere, but it's not there. I think you just further make your take even worse when you say that you really liked Ambrose in WWE. Because I don't think Ambrose was ever great in WWE. Even in his best moments, I was always like, all right. And, and- Ambrose in WWE was responsible for, well, as the Shield, probably all of the best six-man tag matches that WWE has ever had. Ambrose in WWE was, um, despite his his reputation for being like a hardcore maniac, actually a very technical and, and crisp wrestler in the ring, so much so that the fans hated him for it because it was the exact opposite of what you would expect from a hardcore maniac. And let's not forget, too, Ambrose and Rollins gave us the best lumberjack match of all time. Lumberjack match that is so by its reputation, so horrible that once you announce a Lumberjack match, fans are immediately tuned out 
and they stole the show with a lumberjack match. The second right after the breakup of the shield. The second you say responsible for the best six man tags, that's like being like this person's responsible for the best hot dogs. It's like okay, no. responsible the for the best hot dogs, but hot dogs are all okay anyway. I mean, the, I like a good shield, hot dog, but come on. The Shield revolutionized uh, trios wrestling in WWE to the point that you could take any three people and put them up against the Shield, and the Shield was going to guarantee you a hot fire match. Revolutionized would imply that that has lasted. Would you say that's still true? Would you say that six man tags are really great in WWE to this day? Because if you use no, the term revolutionized, think, then it I would mean it's changed. I think that adds to my point, though, because once the Shield stopped doing it, you know, they've still been running trios and factions, and, and it hasn't been as good. I just, listen, I, I thought you made, when I went back, I listened to some of the podcast again, and I think you make some points that are valid, some things that are still the same and will inherently be the same because it's the same man playing the character. But I just really feel that there has been there have been multiple segments with Moxley both in the ring and on the mic that to me literally I went I like this I really am enjoying this and I never felt that way previously and to me that is a difference in what he's allowed to do and I think there is a big difference between Moxley and Ambrose obviously there are people out there who agree with you many it's not like what you said may have really angered those who don't agree. This is a hot button issue, but I I don't see it. Now, we have another interesting email here. Uh, let's see. Mail. I don't care about AEW, so what do I do now, writes Anthony. Been with you guys from the beginning, but I have to say I've been pretty bored with your show lately. I'm thinking about not tuning in anymore. Here's why. I just don't care about AEW. I've tuned in a few times and it doesn't really grab me. I share your periodic lukewarmness on Raw and SmackDown. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not. But NXT is so fantastic and it sucks that you don't talk about it at all. The NXT women's division is the most exciting and interesting thing about pro wrestling right now. And it's crickets. We could be discussing how badass Rhea Ripley is, but instead I get 20 minutes gushing about Jericho. Well, hold on real quick. Of all the things to point out, yeah, I've been gushing about Rhea Ripley for a year. I mean, come yeah. on. You just picked a bad example. Now, the next one's better. What about Keith Lee? He said, I even love NWA Power. Let's talk about that. Well, not so much. No, I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> they're Probably on, over for that. They're on, well, they're at least on timeout. Um, <laughs> but these days, the majority of your show is about AEW, with a few things about Raw you hate. I mean, dude, there was a 90-minute interview with Mark freaking Calloway, and you haven't said anything about it. I think AEW is great for hardcore fans who are sick and tired of WWE, and there are only so many hours to watch wrestling, so I always make time for NXT and Power and watch Raw and SmackDown somewhat passively. But, um, ba 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 ba. I used to love your show because it felt like hanging out with my friends talking about wrestling, but now it's just mainly about a show I don't watch. And hey, I get it. You got to talk about what excites you. I just wish we were excited about the same things. Take it easy, man. It, it's it's a fair, it's a fair email. I will say this. Um, I think that if you're a hardcore wrestling fan right now, like you really love the business in general to not be tuning in and curious about what's happening in AEW to me after we have been waiting for some sort of battle for like 18 years 
Well, you know it's Shoot Arrow. They're the sirens yep. by Greg. Welcome to the Shoot Arrow, baby. For, for a Peter Rosenberg take, though, which is... <sighs> it, for, so for you to be really into the business of wrestling, the whole thing, and and probably romanticize the Monday Night Wars, etc. And now we have some semblance of a battle. And yes, AEW is not going to win the battle if there is one. But... To have a show on cable that's running with Jericho, Cody, Moxley, Kenny Omega, etc. Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, names you really know, voices you're familiar with on a major network. To not be dialed in at least and have an interest in how that plays out to me. And I, again, I appreciate, I appreciate you for listening and I understand why you'd be like, I'm bored. I don't watch this. I do. But from a cultural standpoint, sorry to, to, to use the word culture and wrestling, but it's, it's a real thing. From a cultural standpoint and from a business standpoint, how can you not be interested? Even if you think it sucks. Even if you flat out think it sucks. The, um, there are going to be ramifications and ripples caused by AEW for years to come already even if it ended right now SGG there would be people who end up on WWE and become stars in WWE because they started at AEW so it is going to have an impact whether they get slaughtered in the long run or not so I just I really can't relate to the idea of not caring even if you don't enjoy watching it every week and yes I enjoy watching it even though I do think that it's continued and another week has continued where the stories continue to leave something to be desired. Sometimes I think the layout of the show where they put big segments leaves something to be desired. Like all of a sudden you look up and there's like a tag match with Cody and you're like, this feels like it should be bigger or Kenny Omega or Kenny doesn't even get used on a show. There are definitely things I find to be problematic for sure. But I just, I'm very interested because this is the most, this is the most, um, impactful sort of shift we've had in wrestling in a long time. Whether it's that big an impact or not, it's still the most impactful, no? Yeah, I think so. I mean, even when you think about like the Monday Night Wars, right? WCW was in existence already and wrestlers had been jumping shit back and forth, um, already. And WCW and WWE, as big as they make the Monday Night Wars out to be and that with that focus on rating and, and how cutthroat it was, WCW and WWE have been going to war uh, since the 80s. <laughs> you know what I mean? When yep. when Jim Crockett took over for his dad and then Vince took over for his dad and they just decided that they weren't going to um, adhere to that gentleman's truce that their fathers had, they just started going at each other on cable. Um, it just, it wasn't as, as you know, it wasn't as focused on the fans as it was during the Monday night wars, but that had been a thing that had been happening and was going to continue to happen until one of them went out of business. And even with, uh, with TNA and now impact coming in, they just never got the traction that AEW seemed to get right out of the gate. Um, Not to mention like, how can you overlook if you're a huge wrestling fan, how can you overlook the sort of feels that exist because of the dusty to Cody story? Right. Like you just have to enjoy that part of it too. And even if it plays out and doesn't work, right? My assumption is AW goes for a couple years and then, um, Cody ends up closing it out at WWE in some sort of major way for the end. 
That that I think that will happen. Um, I know right now that doesn't feel realistic, but I could see that happening. So yeah, I mean, look at like Jeff Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> yeah, there's so many, the thing. so many. So I mean, I, I just I hear it. it was a re- that's a really interesting, thought provoking email. I just am not on the same the same page. Um, so SGG. Speaking of NXT, what did you think about? Actually, let's take one last one um, from the mailbag right now from Emmanuel. Mail. The subject is one almost unwatchable aspect of AEW. Your Majesty and Statless One. I've been giving AEW a shot. I really have. Overall, I dig it. But there is one thing that bothers me every week. Referee Bryce Remsburg and his overselling of everything. The theatrics distract me and make the matches he refs almost unwatchable for me. A referee should not be taking the spotlight from the wrestlers. Have you noticed this? Am I missing this same thing happening in WWE? Keep up the great work. Love the pod since the days of Maker of Shoes. Need more dip. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I have not noticed this. Have you? I, I have not. It, it has to be bad, though, if he, like, he got the referee by name. Like, he, he called him out with the full government and it's just like, he's sick of this. <laughs> I, I, I love it. The, the, the level of nerdiness to this. I'm, I'm very, very into, but no, I just, I'm not going to lie. I have not noticed it. Um, so now I have to look for Mr. Rep, Mr. <laughs> Rems- yeah. Who you've put on complete narcomania blast. <laughs> um, our SGG, first of all, anything outside the ring that you wanted to get to today? Oh my God. So much happened outside of the ring. Really? Um, do tell. Well, first of all, WWE, uh, absurdly early, if you ask me, made two Hall of Fame announcements for uh, Tampa. The first one that I saw was Batista. It's going into the WWE Hall of Fame at WrestleMania in Tampa. He'll be he'll be kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Or is that what it is? <laughs> that is exactly what it is. Okay. All the way to to the Hall of Fame ring, and um, and then. The NWO. Now they say it was the original NWO, but they they skipped out of they skipped two members. Uh, going into the Hall of Fame, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, uh, Six Pac, and that other guy. They're all going to become two time Hall of Famers together when the NWO goes in um, in Tampa. You, you're really now at the point you won't even say the name Hulk Hogan. Yeah, and I'm dumb over it. How are you getting further? How does it get worse as time goes on? I just, I just, I need to understand. How can this be the primary thing that drives you? Well, because I'll tell you why, right? There's a process to this, right? So, like, atonement is part of the process. Mm -hmm. So, if we were just going to all be in agreement that he's not relevant and that he doesn't matter, then we can all maintain neutral stances. But without him being like, you know what? I messed up. I own it. This was wrong. There's no excuses for it. And doing that part of the process, if they go one way, I got to go the other way. So because he's getting yet more recognition, you you have to keep going further the other way. Exactly. I have to go the other way. You know what? It's not a terrible argument. I can't, unless we can all come in the middle and face what happened and be like, all right, this is what happened and this is how we're going to deal with it and this is how we're going to go forward together. If they like, all right, we'll, we'll bump that. We're going this way. Not going to bump that. I'm going that way. If that's how you want to handle it, go, you go that way. I'll go the other way. Now, you know what? I, I actually think it's a very reasonable argument. 
I, I do. I really do. Because so, it would be one know. thing if they just wanted to move on and forget, but now we have to keep dealing with them over and over again. With Right. You keep bringing them back and in high-profile spots. And now now we got to celebrate the man after you done had him inducting people at the last Hall of Fame. Eh, you know what? And by the that, way, that guy. It, it's, it, it's the, the most disappointing thing about it all is that all of his pops are wasted because there's this, there still is the cloud. It's not just SGG. Mm-hmm. It's not just this show. You can sense it when he comes out that there's still a cloud. If he was yeah. all good in the eyes of everyone, you know what his pops would be when should be at this point? As he's getting to this stage of life, they should be a lot bigger. Yeah. And, and what's, what I think is lost on people is that, you know, everybody loves an elder statesman in wrestling, but in everywhere. So, you know, you got Hogan, you got Ric Flair, you got guys like that. But, but at the same time, if you don't address these things and just, uh, just own it, like a, a person of your stature should be able to do, then you push people away. Cause it's like, you know, what, what is my respect? What, you know what I mean? No, like, I mean, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. So, so the NWO, so, and it is very early SGG, which makes you think, is there is there uh, the ticket sales slow in Tampa this year? Because why yeah, would that's... normally you don't get the first Hall of Fame induction until Royal Rumble week? Right. That's what that was my first thought. I was like, oh, they trying to trying to sell some tickets. I think Batista would do that. I don't know. I mean, maybe the NWO would do that too. I don't know how much you know that guy helps, but well, the NWO know, so... no Hall and Nash are fun though. So right, exactly. That's why I say surrounding him with those guys. And is that their first time in? No, Razor Ramon and Diesel are both in the Hall of Fame. Uh, well, I forgot. I knew I'd seen them there recently. Um, having having them there will be a draw, and from a from a promoting it standpoint, it makes it look cool and to fr- yeah. and to fringe people. I mean, listen, the NWO is one of the most over things all time in wrestling. Nothing has stood the test of time like that NWO logo. I could argue yeah. has stood the test of time more than any logo ever in wrestling. It's still completely over. Trust me, I know. I wear NWO stuff. I see the reaction it gets. It's still and like you see people. I'm wearing NWO. Yeah, yeah, everyone. I still too sweet all the time. I'm wearing NWO socks right now, <laughs> as we record this. So yeah, it, it will bring something. Um, and Batista. I guess the interesting conversation is who inducts Batista. He asked for Fit Finley. That that's we'll mage. see if that happens. That's Mage. Where did he ask for that on social? Yeah, he said on social that he asked for Fit Finley to induct him. I really hope they do that. I really hope they don't try to push him for someone more commercial, like Triple H or Rick or Randy. That's like the most obvious thing to do would be go, to go to one of those guys. Um, Fit doing it when you know what he means to those guys backstage. To me. I mean, there's so many layers that make that awesome. I mean, number one, Fit Finley is awesome. <laughs> is awesome. He's an awesome wrestler. He's huge behind the scenes. He's a future Hall of Famer himself because of everything else, everything that he's done. Uh, first of all, I don't know if you know this. He loves to fight. <laughs> um, and and then there's the fact that you know not only is 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 Fit huge for developing people, they were just colleagues also. I mean, he was they were both on SmackDown for years together. Yeah. So I, I think that would be pretty badass if Fit Finley gets to be the person. I've like never even heard Fit Finley talk out of character once. 
Mm, me either. Maybe he'll bring his son, Hornswoggle. <laughs> Hornswoggle pop up from under the podium. Um, that would be cool. That would be cool. Do we know who's going to induct uh, the NWO? That I don't know. I, don't, I haven't heard any rumblings or whispers about it. About that prediction? Maybe Bischoff. I have a prediction. Who's your prediction? Triple H and Shawn Michaels. That's D- a good one. DX in uh, inducting NWO because they are the two biggest factions of that era. NWO to me is is the more memorable mainstream one, though. The suck it thing was pretty big also. Um, yeah. But you know what it is? The NWO logo is just so much better. That's who they should be inducting. Who who came up with the logo? What? That's who needs to go in because the DX green is repug. And the NWO black and white and even the black and red mage. And you know what? What made NWO a little bit more mage than DX too is that like these factions were definitely um, – you know they held. They had the the aura. You know the the they were perfect for the companies that they were in, right? The DX was like a little bit goofy, cartoony, even with the Attitude Era. Like it was edgy, but not quite like as as gritty or like as real or as dark as the NWO got to be. And that's that's what everybody's critique of was. You know, well, not critiques, but that's what everybody saw as the juxtaposition between. WCW and WWE before those two factions came about, right? WWE is goofy and cartoony and, you know, blah, 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 focused on the kids. And then the NWA was more realistic and more gritty and more dark and where you want to go for like serious, uh, action. So those two factions were perfect for the companies that they were in. But by the way, you said too, they're completely linked just by. Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Hall, and Nash. Now, real quick, I want to give a shout-out to our boy Ariel Helwani, who has huge podcast this week, his MMA podcast, popping off because, of course, Saturday night, UFC 245, um, Usman versus Covington, a battle of good and evil um, that you can enjoy on uh, pay-per-view, and you can listen to everything Ariel has to say on his MMA podcast. So check out Ariel Helwani wherever you get podcasts and hear everything he has to say surrounding UFC 245. Big fight weekend, too. Um, Terrence Bud Crawford has a big fight at the Garden this weekend. UFC 245, which has Usman Covington, Max Holloway's on the card, Amanda Nunez uh, defending her title. So there's a lot of good stuff there as well. Um, anything else outside the ring, SGG? Uh, yeah, WWE released... Um Five wrestlers by my count. Then we're not going to even talk about shows this week. All of our talk about doing NXT and AEW, it's it's going to have to start next week. <laughs> well, they they it was a lot of action outside the ring going on. You I know, know we got a, we got a new day run in, and now we have so much news. Um, all right, so yeah. yeah, tell me about these releases. So the Ascension have been released, both members, Connor and Victor. Um, ACH quit or was and or was released so he's gone from the company uh sin kata who requested his release and then seemed to you know be in a bit of a resurgence in the past couple of weeks he's been released and then the the big one the shocker for me was luke harper has been released yeah i'm so confused 
I thought they just came to terms with him, no? I thought so too. I mean, I thought not Didn't only they, they bring him back. They did, and they brought him back in a major way. They linked him up with um, Eric Rowan. Uh, it looked like he was going to be around. It wasn't the assumption he then re-signed because he was a free agent. No one knew where he was going to go. He put a whole thing out on social about leaving and his journey. Says goodbye. Now he's going to be a free agent. He comes back on a pay-per-view in a big way, and then a few weeks later, he's now it's not happening? It's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but he had a lot of potential, man. I mean, he was very skilled. He was always a guy you could trust to put on good matches with any opponent, any size, former Intercontinental Champion. Uh, I just don't know what didn't click backstage because it definitely clicked with the fans. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I, I'm, 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 I don't listen. I don't know if definitely clicked with the fans. I would say he was never completely over. I wouldn't go that far. He, but he wasn't the type of per- like he wasn't the type of person that you know when they popped up on screen, people left the arena to go buy food or anything like that. Or no, like, no, I agree. Channel. No, yeah, and, and maybe he had never had the story that was the right fit. Who knows? Um, I definitely think there was potential there, but I'm curious to know what happened and whether they were just not able to reach a term that he was happy with or he was willing to come back for one spot and was just like, no, this still isn't the place I want to be. It's just not going to be either. So that is an interesting turn of events. Anything yeah. else, SGG? And then Bobby Roode. Oh, and- yeah. Wow, there is a lot outside the ring. This is... I mean, Welcome to the shoot, Arrow Baby. Bobby Roode and Primo Cologne uh, suspended for wellness policy violations. Um, I don't know what they did. It wasn't stated, but they have each been suspended for 30 days. We haven't had one of these in a long time. No, yeah. I don't. I can't remember the last time. Was it was like, was it Roman? few years ago? I don't know. Might have been. That might be the last one that sounds familiar. Yeah, but yeah, wellness policy violations. Bobby Roode and uh, Primo Cologne. And again, we don't know what for. So I know what, because... How's the show going to go on without Primo? (laughs) Right. Not to disrespect him at all. No, but he's just not used. I mean... That's what I thought. I was like, so they're going to keep a guy who wasn't on TV off of TV for 30 days. I don't even know if he was at house shows. Yeah, I, I guess I'm guessing they get thrown into random tag stuff. I I, I guess. I don't know. But, but I'll be rude. I get it. He was on, he was just on recently. Uh, Robert Rude, excuse me. He was just on TV recently. Um, so yeah. That one might hurt a little bit, but, uh. My new board has, has bad, like, uh, generic sound effects it comes with. Let me hit this for Primo Cologne on TV. Bootleg cricket sound. <laughs> Let me hear what other bootleg sounds I have. This, it comes with the bootleg rim shot. Um, one that just says harp. Hmm, I can come up with a use for that. Scary. Okay. Trombone. I, I love how generic this is. This is like when uh, Dwight has a soundboard at the Dundies. 
intro outro. <laughs> okay. And lastly, it has laughter. Oh, these are terrible. Okay. Anyways, uh, anything else, SGG, or is that it for our suspension list? That was it. So I, we've now already, we're nearing an hour, and we have not really talked much about AEW or NXT. Can you take us through biggest moments, just to give us the biggest highlights from NXT this week? So my the, my biggest highlights from NXT, shocker, is that Leo, and I really was shocked by this, that Leo Rush I was surprised the too. championship to uh, Angel or yeah Angel Garza, who, not going to lie, I've been impressed with Garza. Yeah. So I'm not upset at all. I just did not see this coming um, at all. Which I think is used. I, I, when I watched it, first of all, it was a dope match. Leo's been putting on great matches every week. Garza can go. They start the show with it. They go like 15, 18 minutes, whatever it was. And, um, you know, listen, the cruiserweight isn't the world heavyweight championship, right? Like, it, it's, it's an opportunity to take someone and make them bigger. The fact is, I'm not saying Leo's like a superstar yet, but he doesn't need the title at all times. He is a known commodity, particularly in NXT, considering he had a run on, on, on Raw. And considering he dazzles in the ring and has a big personality, I, I just think it's, it's a useful way to to use a title to, to get someone over. No? Yeah, I agree. I agree, especially with you when you think about you know how influential he was in Bobby Lashley's um, two Intercontinental Championship runs. He's a he's a guy that makes the makes the belt. Yeah, so I thought it was a, I thought it was a dope match. Uh, I, I wasn't upset about it at all. Do you think we've not done a good job talking about the women's division on NXT SUG? What's happening in the women's division right now besides the uh, Shayna Baszler, Rhea Ripley feud? Is there anything else that you feel like we're really we're leaving out? We're not we're not spending enough time on. I feel like with I feel like that is the big one, the Shayna Baszler and the Rhea Ripley feud. I mean, the uh, the women don't get me wrong, all across the board on NXT are performing. Bianca Belair, still Mage, um, Dakota Kai's heel turn. We spent some time on that. Some, yeah, completely out of the blue, but it's also made. But I think with the women's division on NXT, this Shayna Baszler, Rhea Ripley thing is is what everyone uh, has their eyes on. Just because Mia Yim's doing a good job too, by the way. She is. He's right. The whole women's division is doing a great job. But let's not let's not get it confused. Shayna Baszler is, has been a dominant champ, and so has Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley, excuse me. And seeing them on a collision course is has been mage and it's going to be mage and i think everybody rightfully so is excited for that match uh in particular um wow why did my thing just mess up so badly um and dakota kai got a win on uh tv this week um over mia yim right yep so um it was it was, it was another fun episode they really haven't missed the this show has been consistently good basically every single week. I mean, with with varying degrees, it's just, it really is funny. If you guys could look in the mailbag and see how much pro Triple H material I get all the time, it's just interesting relative to what his reputation was in the wrestling nerd community prior to all this. Right, and especially, especially uh, after marrying Stephanie McMahon and then going on those dominant runs. 
Oh yeah, the, the hatred was at an all time high. To think that now he'd be the darling of the internet wrestling fan, it's it's shocking. Um, it's it's been an amazing turn. Um, I thought AEW was cool this week. I did not. It did not knock my socks off. There were some matches that I enjoyed. Um, MJF cut a, a promo during the, the the show that I think just continues to show who he is as a performer. I mean. It, it it wasn't the I don't know if it wasn't my absolute favorite that I've seen from him. It was almost a little bit too choreographed in my opinion. Um, and that's not even saying I I I believe in the whole. It, it's great because it's not scripted. I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying it felt a little bit. It didn't have the same. It's not because AEW. I've become accustomed to AEW being unscripted by any standards. I just found it to be a little bit too scripted in terms of its. Um, delivery but um he's so he's so damn good i mean he's just been really really good uh let's see looking back at the week um moxley had a squash to start the match i'm not necessarily mad at that um um santana and ortiz and the bucks had a pretty damn good match especially considering one of the bucks i can't remember which one was it nick or matt one of them had the flu i think it was nick I mean, supposedly he was on the floor all day dying and then just popped up and went out there and, and did it. Um, I don't know about the butcher and the blade with the bunny. I don't know if I'm into it. I just don't know if I can go around calling them the butcher, the blade and the bunny. I don't, I don't know. Oh, also they, um, a new woman on the roster, big swole. Did you see big swole? Yeah, I did. I believe that's, um, Curtis Alexander's. Curtis Alexander. Who's Cedric Curtis? Alexander's, who's Curtis Alexander? I don't know who Curtis. Cedric Alexander's uh, wife, the mother of her child, the mother of his child, Ariel Monroe. I'm not into the name Big Swole. Yeah, I mean, I liked I like Ariel Monroe. Big Swole is good as a nickname, but I guess maybe she doesn't have the rights to Ariel Monroe or something is up. I don't know, but. You're just calling someone straight up big swole all the time. I, I can't do it. I get there's a little bit of irony to it, right? Cause though she's in great shape, she's not a big person, but yeah, and I, I, as someone who's not familiar with where the name came from, it ends up feeling a little bit, a little bit weird, but I do recommend you check out the Bucks and Santana and Ortiz. And I'm sure there's some people who will think it's a total spot fest. And I'm over this right now, but I thought it was a pretty damn entertaining match. Um, how do you, where do you land on Sammy Guevara? I'm a bit middle of the road. I feel like he, he's definitely super talented in the ring, but it's something about his look that I'm not into. It's too soft. Yeah. He's so, too- I mean, maybe it's the gear. Maybe it's the hair. I don't know. He's got to keep his tongue in his mouth a little bit more. Just try to. Yo, I just went to the least. I just went to the uh, the TLC 2019 Wikipedia page. The poster. When you look at the poster and you see Bray Wyatt and Miz, you're like, wait, what? That's what's happening. I forgot that's what's happening right now. I did too. So really quickly, we're not going to do a whole picks thing here. We'll we'll see if anything worthwhile comes out of this pay per view. But from uh, Minnesota, Minneapolis this weekend. Roman Reigns, King Corbin, uh, TLC match. New Day, the champions versus the Revival uh, for the titles. Bray versus The Miz in a singles match. 
Alistair Black versus Buddy Murphy, which will probably steal the show. Um, those two, they're both awesome. That's a safe bet. Yeah, that's a very safe bet. Not nothing risky there. The Kabuki Warriors title on the line against Becky Lynch and Charlotte in a TLC tag match. Rusev versus Bobby Lashley in a tables match. And the Viking Raiders versus TBD for the Raw tag titles. Um, you think the Street Profits will pop up again in that Viking Raiders match? It could be that. It could be the Street Profits. That could, that would make sense. Um, I suppose, I suppose I'm kind of rooting for Becky and Charlotte to get the titles only for the sake that that could lead to something interesting with them because I don't think either of them have anything particularly interesting right now. I mean, come on, Becky, Becky two belts again. I guess you're right. I don't know. I'm just thinking about their personal story. So putting them together as champions could be interesting. Yeah, but I I feel like people would riot. Because one, you'd get Becky two belts again. Wait, I have a guarantee for you. No one's going to riot. It's guaranteed. (laughs) Confirmed. But number two, number two, you'd have Charlotte um, ending uh, a a great Oscar run again. (laughs) Again. (laughs) And taking a title off of Oscar um, unceremoniously and unexpectedly again. Those are three things that you're going to get again at the hands of the four horsewomen. Uh, all right, no, no one's going to riot, but on the internet, people will be very pissed off. Which is, you just summed up what rioting these days is really considered. Yeah, that's true. I it's mean, not quite rioting, actually... but there will be an angry tweet or two. That is for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Rosenberg beats at gmail.com. You have anything for next week. We will really start diving into our, it'll be our pre, our holiday special, our pre holiday oh special. My, oh right. my goodness. And we will come out on, on Thursday or Friday and, uh, really break down AEW and NXT. I do think that's the way to go. Tell us your thoughts on what you think we should be doing. Uh, if that is the way to look at the schedule is that Wednesday is really the big day. You break those shows down. You throw in the other things that happen. And we'll uh, we'll figure it out. Shout out to the New Day for coming on, by the way. Don't forget, 1226 Madison Square Garden, if you're in New York. That house show they do the day after Christmas is amazing. And also SmackDown, uh, the 20th, next Friday. SmackDown's at the Barclays Center. Um, SGG, do you have Black Power rankings, or are you saving that for next week, for the holiday edition? Oh, yeah, of course I have Black Power You rankings. do? I do. Oh. All right, what you got? In the number one, uh, number three, excuse me. I'm going to give it to Leo Rush. Like you said, that match was incredible. Great way to start the show. It's a shame that his championship reign has ended. Oh, but I'm sorry. With the end of every championship reign, you go right back on the path to another championship that's reign. Right. So that's right. That's a positive way, positive way of looking at life, SGG. I think that's the way he's going to be, and I think that's where he's going to end up. So he's coming in at number three. And then number two, I know you don't like the name, but I'm going with Big Swall. Okay, all right. Just oh, because, I'm sorry. I mean, a criticism that AEW has had is that the women's division is not quite there yet. They need to do more and, you know, give people more opportunities, particularly the women. And she came out and she seized the moment. And no, she, she was very, I talked about her name. She was damn good in the ring though. So I, I, I shouldn't only say that I didn't love the name Big Swole. I thought she did a great job. So she's coming in at number two. All right, here we go. Number one. Number one, still basking in his glory, uh, Keith Lee. Now he had the opportunity in a triple threat match, main evented NXT against two former NXT champions for the right to face 
the current NXT champion uh, for the championship next week. Now, he was unsuccessful. He lost. He's the one that actually took the pin after a coup de grace from Finn Balor. But there is no shame in losing in a triple threat match. But still, now he's number one after a loss. Wow. He's Because A, the match was incredible. And again, there's no shame in losing in a triple threat match to the longest reigning NXT champion and Tommaso Ciampa, a man who didn't even lose the NXT championship in a match that it was that high stakes, uh, that, that delivered for the fans, that came across great on TV, and that continues this streak of putting the spotlight on Keith Lee. Wow, big, big. Is that two weeks in a row for Keith Lee? That is two weeks in a row. That is big. This is as big as anything that's happened in his career. Oh, easily. So uh, we will watch TLC this Sunday. We'll be back late next week. Rosenberg Radio, Stack Guy Greg on your uh, Twitter vehicles or RosenbergBeats at gmail.com if you want to interview. Uh, Dip, don't forget... Um, I will be doing a show live from Dipperland Ranch over the holidays. So don't think that we're disappearing. There will be some sort of spectacular that I'll be doing because I'm going to see Dip for several days. So at some point when we're sitting around watching wrestling endlessly, we will hit everyone with a big holiday spectacular of, you know, the Hanukkah special, the, the famed Hanukkah special everyone's been waiting for live from Los Angeles. So there's a lot more to come. SGG, do me a favor, stay mage and enjoy yourself. And take it easy, mate. Today is the beginning of the shoot era of GP. The only way to have fun is to take the gloves. Screw it. If I offend them, oh well. What I am going to do is call it down the line every single I love wrestling. So damn it, I am not giving up the podcast. Hell no, I'm doubling down and going the other way. Oh my goodness! Bring it on! Welcome to the shoot, Arrow baby.